Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello. Welcome to the Be Well Network. A quick note to our audience before we begin today's great show. We've changed the name from Sheer Recovery Podcast to the Be Well Podcast. Our Sheer Recovery segments will still remain on our channel and you can access this content at any time. My name is Dr. Ted Bender. I am a clinical psychologist and the CEO of Be Well Network. You can always learn more about us at thebewellnetwork.com. Our number is 888-743-3751. My goal in this program, as always, is to educate people out there and to remind everybody that you're not alone in your struggles and that we can help. Today, it is absolutely my privilege to have two-time Emmy Award-nominated actor, comedian, author, and pastor, Kel Mitchell, on the show today. He is well known for his work on Nickelodeon's Kenan and Kel, All That, Good Burger, Dancing with the Stars, MTV's Deliciousness, and more. He's also a motivational speaker, author of Blessed Up, a new book coming out in December, and does work as a pastor in his spare time, whenever he can find it. Welcome, Kel, to the show today. Um, Today, really what we want to focus on is uh, enduring the pressures of success, which I know that you can speak very clearly to, and also talking a little bit about depression and what depression is. Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, it's absolutely our pleasure. Um, You've accomplished so much in your career and at a very young age, and you've had to you've had to endure the pressures of success, which you've mentioned in previous interviews that at one point caused you to kind of spiral into a depressive state in the past. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I, I won't say it was the success that did that. I feel like it's just it's life. You know what I mean? A lot of people have things that they go through, through ups and downs. And when you're adulting uh, through life and on, you know, uh, television at the same time, um, it can be some stresses within that. Like you don't know who you can trust, whether they just uh, like you or the character you're playing. And then if there's some things that you've been through in your life or any type of trauma or anything like that, you don't, you're trying to figure that out. You know what I mean? As you're growing up. But uh, I think just throughout life, everyone has their own different issues, even outside of celebrity. And I feel like mental health is a a really uh, strong and big issue, even especially, you know, right now. And I feel like everybody needs to really find a way to get through and break through those emotional walls in their lives. Right. And so, that's why I created Blessed Mode. Uh, that's the name of my new book, Blessed Mode. Super excited about it. Uh, Blessed Mode is really just when people go to bed at night, right? When they go to bed at night, they're dealing with whatever issue or whatever thing that was going on, if they had some stuff going on. When they go to bed and they get up in the morning, they might wake up with that, right? So what Blessed Mode does is, is that it helps you. It helps you go to God, right, and talk to him right? With all your problems and all your troubles, right? To go to him and then find comfort within that time of meditation and prayer. 
And then after that, you can start your day because you know you're protected, you know your family's protected, and now you feel better and you can go and do the things that you want to do, knowing that you are protected by the Lord and that you have, that you're loved and you are born for a reason. And so uh, it's really just a, a uplifting book. It's a devotional. It's a 90-day devotional uh, to level up your faith. And each day it's going to help you. And with me, devotionals helped me so much uh, in my life when I was going through my ups and downs in life. Devotionals helped me. And uh, that's what I wanted to do for my first book. Everyone was like, hey, you should do a memoir. And I'm like, that's coming. But I want to start with a devotional. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, know, you mentioned a few things in there that that really mm-hmm. hit a hit a chord. You know, um, depression itself is non-discriminatory. It doesn't care if you're if you're famous. It doesn't care if you're homeless and living under a bridge. Uh, depression can hit anybody at any time, um, mm-hmm. and it can it can kind of keep coming back and keep coming back. So I was going to mm-hmm. ask you how you were able to overcome that, and you kind of answered that a little bit. But what else did you do specifically to kind of pull yourself out? Uh, and get back to uh, um, get back on track, so to speak. Yeah, one thing to know, and and I tell uh, my youth this as well. Uh, you know, you mentioned that I am a youth pastor as well, and so I always say this: know that you were born for a reason. Know that you were born for a purpose. Everyone was born for a reason, and everyone is loved. And it's like just because you don't might not see it. You know what I mean? In the natural, just knowing the spiritual realm, you were loved and God made you for a reason. And the thing about it is, it's tapping into that because we have to understand that we're all spirits, right? We have to understand that that's what we are. And this is just a, a earth suit. You know what I mean? And so the thing about it is that when we tap into our real selves and know how God feels about us. And when you look at the word of God, it says that, you know, he wants us to be loved. You know what I mean? He loves us so much, you know, and showing that godly love to someone is so important. And so in my times of depression, when I was at like my lowest times and when I was in prayer, the Lord told me, like, go tell your story, go tell your testimony, help others. And so that literally spawned out from me going to schools and juvie homes and all these different places and group homes and talking to uh, young adults and just telling them my story, even though at the time, I was going through my own Mm -hmm. things, my own depressions and my own things. But what happened within that is that as you are blessing others and being a blessing, it's a blessing to you. And as you're teaching others, you're also reteaching yourself. You know what I mean? As you're going out and you're talking, you're redoing it again. And so uh, we're human beings, you know what I mean? So we have to, who do we want to be, you know what I mean? Like really, what are we being? You know what I mean? Like a lot of people are going do, you know what I mean? Like, you know, what you do is who you are and that's not true. It's like, it's what you're being. Are you being nice? Are you being kind? Are you being someone that makes someone smile? You know, it's really all about love. And that's the important thing. It's about love. And so many people need to know that they are loved. And even some people that yourself, you need to let yourself know in the morning that you are loved. When you wake up and you go into that mirror, I want people to do that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Love yourself. Yeah, Yeah. your your faith is really inspiring. And I'm I'm, thank you for sharing that. You know, I was thinking about... Um, you know, you work with, you know, with the youth as a pastor. And during the pandemic, we saw a huge rise in mental health disorders across the nation, specifically depression, anxiety, 
and trauma. And with that often comes drug use and problematic alcohol use. I was curious to to see what have you been seeing in in the in our youth here in California? How have they specifically reacted to to the pandemic and what what issues are you seeing most prevalent these days? Yeah, you know, um, when it first hit, I mean, you've had children that were, you know, doing suicide and all kind of different things. And it's because of just whatever problem was going on, right? And then now you take away school, you take away the yeah. socialness and all these things, and they were dealing with this uh, big depression. And so that's why it was very important to me uh, in to spread that love and that kindness to others because some people don't get it at home. And that's what I mentioned, yeah. where that they're not getting it at home. So going to school was like an outlet for some people yeah. because so for some, being at home could be like a dungeon because of their family aspect or what's going on with their family and now they have to deal with that right and so what we did was was that all of a sudden now the church had to go on social media and that's what's so beautiful about these things right here you know what i mean and our phones and all that stuff is because now we had kids tapping in on social media from all over uh that you know if they didn't live in in california they probably wouldn't even come to our church but now they're like watching from london uk all over And uh, it was so beautiful. It was kids giving their life to Christ, teens giving their life to Christ, hearing our stories. And even if some of them just joined on because they saw me on Good Burger or anything like that, (laughs) they would really see my heart within it. And we had time to pray with them. Uh, We even did a virtual baptism, which was so beautiful as well. Uh, So a lot of beautiful things happened. The way that I kind of looked at it, you know, uh, during this pandemic was finding the Christ in the crisis. So being that there's a crisis, finding the Christ, meaning finding the joy in everything, even though it's traumatic and it's a lot of craziness going on, God's there. You know what I mean? In every emotional wall, there is a breakthrough. You know what I mean? There's a blessing right there. He's there. You know, he he never leaves you. Yeah. You mentioned that um, one of the things that you've seen a little bit of is um, thoughts of suicide or suicide attempts in youth. And it's it's really sad because youth suicide attempts and suicide completed deaths have been rising for many years. And mm-hmm. the pandemic, as you mentioned, was kind of like this perfect Petri dish to just explode these mental health crises. I mean, think about it. You had social isolation, which you mentioned. School has being an outlet for some of these kids who may not have a great home life. And school was where they could escape and see their friends uh, and be in social situations. And you take that away. Then you have economic downturn, economic crisis, and you put all that together, and it was the perfect formula for increases in mental health disorders. And that's what we saw through the pandemic, what we're still seeing now, and it's been particularly hard on our youth. And I wanted to thank you for, for taking the time to try to work with as many as you can to help them through this. Definitely. Yeah, it's a, uh, it was a, it's crazy, but it was also a perfect time for faith. You know, that's what faith is all about. You know what I mean? You you got to believe in what you're not seeing in the natural, but know that, hey, I'm going to get through this. 
I'm going to get over this obstacle. I'm going to break through this thing that I'm dealing with and we're going to get through it. And as we see, as we are seeing, a lot of people are breaking through. You know what I mean? They yeah. are uh, getting uh, breakthroughs in their life and changing their lives around and they're letting go of a lot of things. There's a lot of people that are in the pandemic where now they started to go, hey, those things that I always wanted to do, I'm doing now. Uh, those hard conversations that I really wanted to mm -hmm. have with my family, they're right here. Dad's right here. He's not at work. Mom's right here. She's not at yeah. work. They're right here. So we could have that real conversation. So a lot of families also got very close during this time as well. Yeah. You know, and you mentioned another good point right there, too, is when it comes to mental health disorders and substance use disorders, really talking about it is a really good step towards healing. Uh, and especially for men, we really struggle with talking about our mental health. Um, and despite that, men die by suicide m five times more than females do because we tend to use more lethal means. Um, but men especially need to be more comfortable reaching out and talking about how they're feeling. And that includes our youth. Just for our audience for a moment, I would like to just kind of address what the clinical definition of depression is, since that's a highlight of our show today. Um, depression is not just feeling sad once in a while. That's perfectly normal human behavior. We all have good days, we all have bad days, and we have a lot of moderate in-between days. But if you're feeling sad or down or depressed most of the day, nearly every day for a period of two weeks or longer, or you have lost interest in things that you usually enjoyed for a significant period of time, these may be clear indications that it's more than just having a few bad days in a row and can cluster into a syndrome known as major depressive disorder. And there are other symptoms that come along with that. Unexplainable fatigue, um, significant impact to daily routines, um, overeating, undereating, sleep problems, and a whole host of other things that can come along with that. And depression is not something that you can just kind of, as they say sometimes, pick yourself up by the bootstraps and get over. Or have you tried not being so sad? That's, uh, those, that, none of that really helps when you're talking to someone who may be suffering from depression. The good news is depression is highly treatable. And it starts with a lot with what Kel is talking about is talking about it and reaching out for support. So in, in, your, in your journey through this, Kel, and, and, and dealing with it yourself and also working with, with our youth and, and other people and the outreach work you've done, what are some of the common triggers of depression that you've experienced or witnessed maybe with, within yourself or with others that you've worked with? Or what are you seeing out there? Yeah, man, when I was dealing with uh, depression, uh, it's things where you go, man, if I, I should be at this, I should be doing this in my life now and this is not happening. And uh, it's, you know, when my, uh, you know, best friend was murdered at a very young age, and then also my uncles were murdered. And then uh, half my class didn't graduate in my school because of gang violence and yeah. things like that, because of murder and things of that nature. And so when you grow up with that, you just kind of like, even though those things were going on, I still were going, hey, welcome to Good Burger, home to Good Burger, <laughs> in front of the camera. But then it was a thing where it was like, uh, you're going through this depression, but you have to push it back, right? Yeah. And so it was still there though, you know what I mean? And so even within growing up fast and growing up in the industry and then having all these things with you, and then you get to a certain age and you start to realize like, oh, some of these things I'm still holding on to and I need to let go of these things that I'm feeling and this hurt and this pain that I'm feeling, right? And then there's people that, 
uh, you might meet or relationships that you get into, which has happened to me as well, that you probably would have never gotten into if you loved yourself, you know what I mean, and got away of some of these things. But it's like um, what can happen is, is that you start to pile up, pile up, pile up, and just kind of sweeping things under a rug, mm-hmm. but really it's not sweeped under the rug, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I it's do. like you're just walking around with it. So the thing that I had to do was it's a daily thing. Like in the Bible, they say, renew your mind daily, huh. right? So renew your mind daily. And so what that means is, is that the enemy, meaning things that you're feeling and sad about, hurt about, past things that you went through, trauma, because that starts a lot of depression, yes. the trauma that you went through, right? Okay, so that'll come up in your mind because this mind is like, you know, uh, drives, hard drives. It's going to just repeat over mm-hmm. and over again, right? And then we start feeling that same thing. Like a lot of times when people go through trauma, they go back to the age that they had the trauma in, yes. right? So they they feel that. So yes, that's why you'll see some 20-year-olds or 30-year-olds acting like they're eight. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because they are still have, have that hurt and that pain, right? And so the thing that you have to do, definitely talk about it and have to do things where, you know, if it's a... a like depression can be a bit of an addiction, right? So what you have to do is that you got to replace it with something positive. You know, a lot of people replace it with drinking or they replace it with a drug and that's just a short-term thing. You know what I mean? Or they replace it with eating, emotional eaters, and just Mm -hmm. all these different things that can really hurt your body, you know, or hurt you or hurt your family and generational curses, all these different things, right? So when you really go, okay, I'm going to put a positive over a negative. So when those things come up, when that's, that's what, (laughs) these are the things that I've done where like, when I start to think about my past, you know, when I was about to commit suicide, I went through, uh, uh, I was, it was, I was going through a bad marriage, you know what I mean? And I was drinking, I was smoking and all these different things that were disrupting my mind, like just living in kind of like a fog. Right. And so I remember that I was uh, in Canada and I was on a balcony and I was high as a kite and I was just like, I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna jump because I wanna hit the paw, I wanna hit the start over button, you know, or game over button, right? And to think of it in that way, now when I think of my life now, and now I have a beautiful wife and I have my kids, and I think that if I would have did that, you know what I'm saying? Like if I would have did that, this would never had happened, right? And so the thing about it is that when I was at that that low point, right, and the Lord spoke to me and said, go into the room, mm-hmm. you know, go into, go into the bathroom, lock yourself in there until you just get your mind right, right? And I did that, and I changed things around. You know what I mean? I started changing things around, and it took a long time. It took a, it took a while, but I just started to change things around and kind of like really go through the inventory of my mind you know, and through my life. And it's really that you just really have to do that. And it might, it might take some time to do, but you'll get there. And that's why it's important for us, um, you know, the ones who have gotten through things, because as you're going through it, you're always going to go like, why am I going through this right now? Yeah. Right. But the thing about it is, is that what I've discovered is that while you're going through these things, Go to the Lord because there's no mistakes. There's just lessons, right? So as you're going through it, go take some time to meditate and just go, why am I even going through this? I know this can help someone at some point. So when I get through this, Lord, you know, what do you want to teach me through this? What am I learning through this? What what, what are you trying to teach me instead of 
panicking and going crazy, like, oh, why is this happening? Kind of go like, okay, why? You know what I mean? What led me to this? What is the backstory? What can I change within this situation? And when you get through it, then you can help somebody else. That was the thing that I found out that friends of mine that went through something that I went through three years ago or four years ago that I've got a breakthrough from, now I can help them with yeah. it. And it's, it's like you said. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Said, man, they need to talk and we do need to talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then that way we can talk about it. I never want to talk about it. And you put celebrity on top of that too. Mm-hmm. When you're going through all these things, it's like, oh, if I talk about this situation, people are going to judge me, this, that, and other. But it's like, I don't care anymore. My main thing is being transparent and showing love to everyone and just letting them know like, yeah, you know, I went through depression, I went through these things because I've lost a lot of celeb friends over their mindset of just, you know, they went, you know, they're just like, I'm going through so much, you know what I mean? And so, and even with friends and, you know, the battles that they deal with, you know, you just have to just know that you're loved, you know, that's my main thing. And that's what Bless Mode is all about my book as well uh, with Bless Mode. I want people to know that they are loved and that you can change your atmosphere by changing what you say. You know what I mean? Like it's words do have power. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And a lot of people, when they're depressed, they talk in a depressed way. So it's kind of like, what are you saying about yourself during the day? Because you do know that that's what's affecting your atmosphere as well. If you go, ah, everything sucks. I suck. This day sucks. It's horrible. You know what I mean? And now you've actually spoke it out to the world that that's what you want for mm-hmm. your atmosphere. But if you say, hey, yeah, I'm going through some things, but I'm going to be all right. You know what I mean? And you might not feel that way right now. You might not feel that way, but if you continue to just start talking to yourself, talking better about yourself, saying, I'm love, I was born for a reason, I can get through this, you know? Just continue to do that. Do those affirmations over yourself, and it does help. It does help. Yeah, yeah. you know, you're talking about negative self-talk or, or cognitive yeah. distortions, as we say in the in the field of psychology. And you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. You know, challenging those thoughts in real time is it's a skill, and it takes practice. But you're right. Mm-hmm. Words do have a lot of power and do have a lot of meaning. The other thing I wanted to mention is, you know, you, you you and a lot of other celebrities these days are coming out and talking about mental health. And that mm-hmm. seems like to be more prevalent in the last year or two. I'm not sure if that's in response to the pandemic or, or what's been happening, but more and more people are coming out uh, that are in the spotlight who are talking about their own struggles with mental health. And I can tell you uh, from being in this field for quite a long time, it is helping. Mm-hmm. It's really helping to reduce the stigma 
around mental health and substance use disorders, which is just so absolutely important. The way that I always tell patients is that when we're dealing with a substance use disorder or mental health disorder, in my mind as a psychologist, there's really not that much difference than a, that or a physical illness, whether that's cancer or diabetes. In a lot of ways, it's, it's the same. I mean, addiction is a brain disorder. It needs to be treated, and we have good treatments for it. You mentioned um, that, that moment um, when you were on that balcony, and mm-hmm. so many people do end up taking the plunge and, and th- you know, thank God that you didn't and you came back into the room and you heard, you heard the voice of the Lord which brought you back in and, you know, we're all grateful for that. And mm-hmm. for people who are struggling with thoughts of suicide, I'd really like our audience to, to really understand this, is your brain and your thoughts, that negative self-talk is very rampant with suicidality. And what it's telling you is that all of your loved ones will be better off if you were gone and that you're a burden on others. But just like Kel was describing, none of this is true. This is just more of that negative, distorted thinking that if you challenged significantly in practice and had some good support, you would see that no one is going to be better off if you were gone. You mentioned your family, and I've worked with the family, surviving family members of many suicide victims over my career, and no mm. one has ever come to me and said, well, we're all better off now. They're, they're devastated. I mean, they're changed forever and not in a good way, not in a positive way. So I just wanted to thank you for that and, and say thank you for, for speaking out so openly about it because it really does make a difference and really does help. For sure. For sure. Yeah. As a pastor, in addition to your, um, your TV and film, I, first of all, I have no idea where you find the time for all of this. I, I feel like I'm a pretty busy guy, but then I look at <laughs> look at look at what you do and how you're doing it, and it just makes me it makes me uh, just think how is he how is he handle all of this stuff, all the TV work and everything, and then finds the time to to be a pastor and give back to our youth. Um, what do you what do you tell them? What do you tell them these days specifically around substance use disorders? So and drug use. I mean, you know, when we were younger, uh, when we were kids. You know, experimenting has always been kind of a normal thing, but it would be more, you know, maybe we grabbed, we found some marijuana or got a hold of some alcohol in our dad's liquor cabinet or something like that. But experimenting these days is completely different because kids are getting their hands on street-pressed pills that are often laced with fentanyl. And fentanyl is one of the most lethal substances on the streets these days and is killing people um, at at an accelerated rate in 2020, we lost over 90,000 Americans to overdose death. So these days, people are dying from a drug that they don't even know that they're taking. So experimentation has changed quite a bit. What are you seeing in, in the youth today? And are, are you seeing some of that? Are they experimenting? And what are you telling them about, about the dangers of drug use? Yeah, here's the thing with, with drug use. It's like, why are you taking it in the first place. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to start thinking about it. And a lot of uh, the hard like drugs are for the emotions. You know what I mean? When they're going through stress and they're going through a lot of things, they're going, okay, I just, I'm stressed out. So I'm going to have, I'm going to take this. I'm going to take this hit because it's going to have me not think about it anymore. Okay. So that's the thing that we need to talk about is, you're saying you don't want to think about the, this thing that you're going through. What is that thing? What is that thing? Let's talk about that thing and how we can have something else that's positive that you can do instead of taking drugs right. to do it. Because after the high is gone and after you're done with the high, 
then you're still there mm-hmm. and you still have to deal with this problem, you know? And that's what it was with me too. It's just like, you know, once the, once the high is going, you still got to deal with it. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, all right, let's deal with it. Let's get some, let's get some therapy. Let's get some conversation. Also let's, you know, uh, you know, put something over that negative by doing something. What do you like to do? Exercise. What do you, mm-hmm. you exercise? If you like to work out, let's do that. Do you like to make music? Let's do that. You know what I mean? Let's find it. Let's write it down and do that because that's really where it's it's steaming from. You know what I mean? That's really where it's going. And it's and it can be hard. I mean, as as it's an addiction, so it can definitely be hard. Um, you know, you can say uh a lot of kids get into it just because maybe the friend is doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or maybe the friend is doing it, so I want to do it too. But then you still have that um reasoning into why you're doing it. And a lot of the kids that I talk to, it is because of the stress. It is because of what's going on. It is because of the emotions. And it's just like, ah, let me just do this. You know what I mean? And so for us, it's very important that we show, okay, you don't have to do that, but you can do this. So you're trying to get get the root of the issue and then find positive behaviors and activities to kind of replace or help with the emotional pain. Is Is that accurate? It's accurate because you, you can't you can't take an, uh, an, a negative addiction and just go, hey, I'm just going to get over it. Right. You're going to have to replace it with a positive addiction. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have to replace it with a positive. And what is that positive that you're replacing it with? Right. And just and be just as consistent with what you're doing negative with that positive. You know, and just really sit down and start to write down like, OK, well, what do I what do I like doing? What do I get lost in that's positive? You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're going to find it. You're definitely going to find it because you're going to go, oh, I, well, I like to do this. I like to draw. I like to do these things. And that's why it's important as parents that we uh, cultivate that in our youth, you know, and in, in our kids at a young age. Like if we see that it's something that they enjoy doing or it's something that, uh, you know, brightens them up or makes them smile, you know, kind of like just look. And kids will switch it up, you know, what yeah. they like, but kind of like, see that and go okay well let's do let's do more of that it looks like they like to dance let's get them in dance lessons it looks like they like science let's start you know get them in science camp let's do these different things and so that way it's this positive consistency that happens within the child when it's just an idle mind all kind of things can happen you know your yeah. your book uh has a 90 day challenge can you speak to that a little bit more i'm excited to read it yeah, it's a 90-day challenge, and uh, I'm excited about it. Uh, it's a 90 days to level up your faith. So what it does is is that uh, at the start of the book, each day, there's a different devotional for each day, right? So you're going to be reading a different story each day that's going to uplift you, right? And so how it starts off is first there's a Bible verse, and then after the Bible verse, there is a short story about my life and how that Bible verse helped me or the words within it helped me. Right. And then after that, I want to take you through a prayer. Then after the prayer, then it's the part that's called go get them blessings, which I really, really enjoy. And then the go get them blessings part is where you apply it to your life, what we just studied. And I think that's so important because a lot of times we can like talk about stuff. But then I want to help people know how you do this. You know what I mean? Like how you do this. So like, for example, if we were talking about forgiveness, right? And then at the go get them blessings part, I, if there's a person at your school 
or there's a person at your job that is very angry all the time, very mean, and you know, and your reaction is kind of like the same way, right? And it's because you don't like their energy, right? And so what it is is that I just challenge you on that day. I'll say, okay, I want you to be kind to that person. No matter what they say, hmm. you give a smile and you be kind to that person, right? And so within that, that's hard to do when somebody is, you know what I mean, yeah. crazy and all this stuff like that. But it's like, okay, have empathy for that person, knowing that you don't know what they're going through at their house, their family, or what they've gone, what's their backstory, but don't let it mess with you. You know what I mean? And your energy and who you are, right? So what I want you to do, I want you to just respond with love. Right. And so within that and then after that, once they do it, they have a hashtag and whatever hashtag it was that day for the go get those blessings that they can put down what it was and what happened. And so then now I know what happened, you know, because they read the book and they put the hashtag forgiveness Mm -hmm. in less mode. And the reason I wanted to add the hashtags to my book is because, like we talked about earlier, where social media is so important. I want this bless mode to be a movement of people changing their lives around. And so when people are looking, because this does happen, when you Google, especially for mental health, you're going, forgiveness. You know, uh, you know, how do I let go of this? How do I let go of that? And you're looking for all these things. And then you see these hashtags, something pops up on Instagram and you go, wow, this person dealt with this and they read this book and it helped them out. And that's what I really wanted to happen. That's why I wanted this devotional book to be different than uh, all the others. And uh, I'm just excited. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a, um, blessed moment for me to be an author, uh, to tell my story. Uh, a lot of this is, is you know, my journey of being transparent and uh, just letting people know my heart. And um, that's what it's all about. Like, I, it's not about kill anymore. If it was kill mode, you know what I mean? If it was kill mode, it would be like, oh, uh, let me think about it this way or anxiety and all these things. But when I go blessed mode, I'm looking through the eyes of God. You know what I mean? How he feels about me and how he feels about people you know, and how he forgives those who don't forgive, you know what I mean? And so, and he loves those who don't love and hoping that their hearts will be changed. And so when you're doing that and you start walking in that, it's like, you're like in a, uh, like you have a cheat code on life. And that's why you use bless mode because it's like a video game. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, in the video games they have, uh, I don't know if you play video games when you're younger, but, mm-hmm. um, they have God mode in video games, yeah. right? And so Gamo, remember Nintendo, up, down, yeah. left, right, start? Yep. Okay, so it's in that same way when you think about it that way. You know what the designer knows because the designer created those cheat codes so that way when they can go into the game and fix it and they can go over different levels and jump to different levels to fix the game, right? So you know what the designer knows because you know this code, mm-hmm. right? So now if you know who designed us, meaning the Lord designed us. Now you know who designed us. Now you can get through life a lot differently than everybody else because now you are blessed mode. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you know that you were designed for a reason and you can get through life differently. A lot of times we just need to get, you know, sit back and just breathe. You know what I mean? We don't have to always react. And a lot of people, adults, teens, whoever, we react to every little thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Of just like, Someone's being angry, someone's being mad, and we react to it, or we react with a drug, or react, and, and just if we take that time and breathe, and just really be present, even just present with your breathing, 
and just being present with your spiritual self and knowing who you are and you don't have to respond then that same energy respond in love that changes everything now you walking around like yo <laughs> bus mode i can get through this i can get through this and you can't so you can't the, so the book yeah. is almost going to be kind of a living interactive platform if i'm hearing you correctly Exactly. Exactly. That's that's what it is. It's like I want people to know you you can have access to this too. It doesn't matter who you are. The Lord wants you to have that access. There's a key in everybody's heart. You know what I mean? They just don't know it. You know what I mean? They just don't know it. When I would speak to all the youth uh, and when I would go to speak to adults too as well, and you'd be surprised at a lot of people that don't just don't get a hug or just don't get told that they're loved or just don't get told that they can do the impossible. You know what I mean? And so they don't, they just tell themselves like, mm, I don't want to try to do these dreams that the Lord has given me. I don't want to try this talent that I know I have. You know what I mean? And it's like, no, do it, do it. You hey, do it, do it. You can, you can do all things. You know? Yes. Well, to, to our audience, the, the highly anticipated book, Blessed Mode, comes out December 14th, 2021, just in time for the holiday season. Is that correct, Kel? Yeah, it comes out December 14th. I'm, I'm super excited about it. You can pre-order it right now on uh, Amazon. It will be available everywhere. It's also available for pre-order on Target, Barnes & Noble. Uh, you can also go to kelmitchell.com. Uh, but just type in Blessed Mode. Kel Mitchell, and you'll find the book. Uh, and it's just it's just a, a beautiful thing. I, I really want this book to let people know that in every emotional wall, there is a blessed breakthrough. It really is. It really is. And just unlock that peace, unlock that joy, you know? So in addition to, to your book that's coming out, you also have a, a Christmas movie coming out on November 29th. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, uh, it's called Adventures in Christmasing. Uh, it comes out November 29th, uh, which is this Monday. <laughs> and so I'm super, super excited about that. It's on VH1. VH1, uh, they're doing a bunch of Christmas movies leading up to Christmas. And they're starting it off with Adventures in Christmasing. Uh, when I got the call, I was like, yes, I'm totally down. I love watching Christmas movies with my, my family. Uh, we love doing that, you know, gathering around uh, the TV to watch these, like, great movies and Kim Fields uh, produces the film. Um, what's cool about Kim Fields is that she also directed a lot of the Keenan and Kale episodes. Oh. And so it was cool. She's like a big sister to me. So uh, it was really cool that I get to play her little brother in this movie. So uh, when she called me up to be a part of this film, I said, of course I'm there. Let's do it. Uh, we had a lot of fun. So uh, I hope you all enjoy it. It's going to be a great Christmas movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're all really excited to, to see that as well. You know, you've been a, I've been a big fan since I, since I was a kid. You've been making me laugh for many years and now you're making my kids laugh, which is always, which is always fantastic as well. So thank you again thank for, you. for coming on the show today. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. I just wanted to remind our audience that there are resources available to help you or a loved one who may be struggling with mental health disorders or substance use disorders. For free information about mental health or recovery, please visit our website at bewellnetwork.com. And if you are having thoughts of suicide or suicidal ideations, please call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-TALK. That's T-A-L-K. That number will be 988 coming this summer nationwide. Life can be very, very hard, especially now through the pandemic and all the stressors that we're dealing with as, as a country and as a people. You don't have to deal with this alone, no matter your circumstances. Life can get better and you can get stronger.
Again, reminding our audience that we have changed the name of the podcast from Sheer Recovery Network to the Be Well Podcast. Thank you again, Kel, for being on the show. It's been a pleasure to have you on. Hey, so yeah, thank you too. And uh, I love what you all are doing and you're changing people's lives. I think that's awesome. Uh, I have social workers in my family. I also believe therapy is very important. Yeah. So, you know, get, getting getting Christ and getting that therapy is all beautiful. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, shout out to you all uh, for doing that. Yeah, and thank you for having me. Yeah. Bless Th- mode. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. And thank you for speaking out on the topic of mental health. It really does, it really does make a big difference. Once again, I'm Dr. Bender, signing off for the Be Well Network.